All right, guys, welcome to episode number 26. I'm Dr. Bryant. Alongside of me is Dr. Agan. we got a great episode for you today. Today, we're talking about the different criticisms that each generation has on each other. If you've ever been on social media, if you've ever been on Facebook, then you've seen it before. Back in my day. Back in my day. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how this works why it is what it is and then tie it into a little bit of neurology and let you know why these things are actually happening all right so both of us are millennials how do you feel about the criticism towards millennials you know every generation has their times their the way they were raised the way the world was we all each generation has their own little little tizzy and struggles and and i respect every one of them and i i understand because i can see from afar from certain things, but like we were just talking about, you know, in fourth grade, um, Bill Clinton gets impeached. In seventh grade, the World Trade Centers happen. In eighth grade, we go to war, go off to college, and it's 2008, the economy crashes. The dump. You know, and then and then here's here we are four years into a pandemic. We've all been, like, I'm not trying to say that, you know, we our generation, pity. yeah, we don't need any of that. It's just respect. We all have a time. They had Vietnam. Baby boomers is like a 40-year. Wouldn't want to do that one. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a there's a long uh, chunk of baby boomers. It's, I believe, 40s to like 64. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a long time period. So a lot happened in different variations of time for them for just to get grouped as like, that's just that generation, how they are. So the main thing is, is understand other people's generations and, and be a little bit more empathetic towards others mm -hmm. instead of criticizing them. Because you can see it even if you talk to a Gen Z being millennials, it's just like a frame of how they view the world's different. Not yeah. that it's right or wrong. That's what they were raised in. Same yeah. for every generation. It's just a perception of the world is different. The 90s were awesome. It was free. It was it was just fun. You didn't have to worry about a whole lot. But then mm -hmm. you get to now, you can't. You, moms and dads have to worry about their kids being on a bus. Yep. And, and if they're going to see inappropriate behavior, it's totally different world. So it's it's every generation has their perception. Yeah, and, and just like you know, we went through certain things. We did not go through the the bullying on social media, mm -hmm. all the things that has to come with social media. We really didn't go through that when we went home as a kid. It was over. You know, we didn't have those those outlets to be able to talk to people. Or if you had a bad day at school, you knew when you got home, it was over. Where with these kids, while they're much different than what we were, they're dealing with a lot of things that we didn't deal with. So I think it's important for all of our generations to just be empathetic towards what everyone has to deal with. Because if you can just think about people in a positive light and think about them just if, if they were your brother, your son, your kid, whatever. Boom. If we can think about them in that way, we'll have a whole lot happier of a world instead of criticizing other generations for whatever that is. Yeah, and, and like we've talked about with perception, it's just like, I will say, I remember as a kid, and I'm sure you had it too, like when it came to our teacher, I didn't even ever think about talking back to the teacher. No, at that point you couldn't. I mean, but you didn't even think about it. It wasn't an option to do. So there, mm -hmm. there are some, then again, you, you think of, and, and, and the perception of how you were raised, the time area, it might've been a little more free flinging, so to speak. Yeah. And then there's behaviors and how you were raised. But regardless of that, like, like you said, respect everyone's time frame and their viewpoint of the world. And eventually I think we can all 
become, you know, congruent with which way we need to go. I also think though, like, and this is, you know, when we were doing a podcast, I think it was last week or something like that. Um, we were talking about neurology and how the brain works. And Mm -hmm. as time goes on, our brain distorts our memories. We aren't able to remember exactly how things were when we were in high school. So we're both in our thirties and there's things that I really can't remember about those times. So you can imagine when you get 40, 50, 60, it's harder and harder and harder to relate to people that are much younger than you. Mm -hmm. Even though you might've done a lot of the same things, you can't think about, you can't remember if you did that. And then your story in your head is different. And that's not, oh, well, you're crazy. Your stories are different. No, that's just scientific. Your mind starts to lose some of those things and you start to forget them. And then those stories start becoming a little bit of something else. That's like that good old fish. That fish gets bigger every time I tell that story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just scientific. So if we know, and that's the good thing about being, being just doing your research, being educated on something. If we know that as we get older, that we won't be able to uh, remember what we did when we were 16 and then you see, you say you have a 16 year old that you see and they kind of messed up a little bit. Well, let's be understanding because we probably did something stupid when we were 16 too. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Sure. We sure. all did. So just being empathetic towards other, I think others, I think it would uh, go a long ways instead of just, well, my generation against your generation, because we've started this mess when we were kids, it was nothing about, well, my generation and then yours. And it seems like once us millennials got in there, boy, we started getting rocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were lazy. We don't work. We don't do anything. Well, me and you, I, I don't remember us being lazy. So, I mean, I was, I was just being a normal kid and, and, and I went through school and I kept working. Um, so just those blanket statements, they suck. Mm-hmm. They suck. I do. I do feel, though, there is a, you know, human development pattern that's forming that isn't very good. So if if we're living in a digital world, when we're designed to be in nature and learn from nature, it's like getting out and, and being getting dirty as a kid, getting out and planting dirt, going out and, and planting the, the creeks and the forests and, and, and all that stuff with nature. There is brain development in yeah. that process. Well, and that's been developing since what, late eighties, nineties. I mean, like when, no, when, I mean, even past that back in the, the day. So how, how are this generation if most of these kids are glued to electronics without exposing themselves to what's going to happen? We don't really know. And as time evolves, are we going to be more in that, in that state? And I'm not trying to talk conspiracy. I'm just trying to talk like pure facts. Well, no, we evolve over time, but we also have to remember that all the kids now are a product of our generations. Hmm. Like it just doesn't cut off. We, we mentor that just like we got mentored Mm -hmm. and depending on who they're mentored by is how they end up. So all these people are a product of how we're leaving America and how we're treating America. Well, yeah, because our parents were getting paddled in school. Yeah, they were getting paddled in school. And now we're not, you know, I think early, early uh, elementary and stuff, they were still paddling. But towards the end, you know, there was no paddling anymore. Back in your Back when you went to school, they were still paddling. Oh yeah, they were still paddling Down in Arkansas. Boy. Yeah, they were still paddling. You yeah. were still doing that. That was, see, that was like twenty years gone. Oh no, no. See, in Arkansas, yeah, <laughs> when I was third grade, 
Yeah, they were still they're still whooping some butts down there. So how'd that work? You just like bent over a chair? And- uh, I think you had a little bit. Sometimes I only heard once, and I didn't get paddled, but I heard that you you just you had a um, you had a, a or you had a choice. So you could either take this like maybe detention or something, or you just go get paddled and, and get it over with. So you just went into a room and got. Paddle. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the principal would just whoop your ass, just paddle you right on the butt. Did you have any friends or buddies that got paddled? No, nah, my, my friends didn't get in a lot of trouble. It but was probably one of more of just like an intimidation thing. Like they paddled them. <laughs> they paddled them. This is Arkansas. Boy, hey, hit whatever's happening up here, it takes about it takes about, about twenty years. Year, twenty years before it gets down I, there. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, pretty good. But yeah, yeah and, and overall it's and and I think there's some like we said, perception of that. So it's it's not tolerated these days, but in your mind, you're like, well, I've seen it. I was part of it, but I understand why it's gone. Yes. You yeah. know, it's it doesn't like, mean I need to walk around and go, well, I, well, my generation got paddled, so I think all the rest of you should get paddled. No, we got to grow and evolve. I don't think that's really a good a good punishment for things. And to be honest, I'm not in the school system, so I don't really know what is a good punishment anymore. Um, but I think, you know, trying to change people's lives in their mind mm-hmm. is probably going to be a little better than physical abuse. And so even our generation in the early 2000s, it was kind of like the digital Microsoft Word. Our punishment was thousand word paper. Remember that? Like you'd have to write, yeah. like write it out. No more chalkboard <laughs> writing it out. Just, so. just, just write that thing out. All right. So it's episode 26. We always ended off with our... F- favorite best player who wore the number 26 i'll start it off the man the guy who came back from an acl tear in like two weeks adrian peterson oh he oklahoma sooner sooner right yep he was a boomer he was a boomer sooner who you got 26 number 26 st louis i love this one three-time all-star two-time world series champion NL Cy Young oh. Award, NL Comeback Player of the Year. Here we go. NL ERA leader, number 26, Chris Carpenter. Oh, what a guy, dude. What, what a, a guy. That 2011 season, dude. That was that was awesome. That was your first year, year here in uh, St. Louis. That was the best thing I've ever seen in baseball, man. Yeah, and I felt like uh, I, I felt like uh, it was going to keep coming around, but we've hit a little lull here in uh, – Oh yeah, we're, we'll we'll make a comeback, but it's, we'll comeback. it's Might looking be ugly year. right now. Might be next year. Who knows? Here you go. All right, guys, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to leave us a review that helps us out on the Apple Podcast. Uh, until next time, we got number twenty-seven coming up the next week. All right, guys, see ya.